0: On today's show, we're going to talk about the international phone call that led to Aaron Judge being signed by the Yankees. We're going to talk more about Aaron Judge being signed by the Yankees. And we're going to talk about what the Yankees need to do during the remainder of the offseason to improve the team in time for the 2023 season. All that and more coming up on Locked on Yankees. our Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Lockdown Yankees, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Hotsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. It is a happy Thursday in Yankee land. Aaron Judge is a Yankee. And other than people poo-pooing the deal, I guess, because of how long it is, you know, as I constantly talk about, he's turning 31 in April. 31 is not old. It's not old. Not yet. But... People keep talking about the back end of the contract. No one cares about the back end of the contract. You go into these long contracts knowing that the back end isn't going to be that great. You're looking at the first five or six years, eh, maybe more, of a nine-year deal. And it's funny because I always assumed, because of stuff I read and stuff I was hearing, you know, during previous off-seasons that teams were going to be getting away from the long deal, or at least getting away from the long deal for older guys. And I just did air quotes in case you're not watching me on YouTube. So I was shocked by the deals that came out this week for Trey Turner. And I mentioned this the other day, who's turning 30 in July, gets an 11-year deal and then late last night, after I fell asleep, <laughs> the Padres announced that they signed Xander Bogarts for 11 years, $280 million. And it's, wow. You know, after there not being winter meetings for two years because of COVID and because of the lockout, it they came back with a bang. You know, I know a lot of people were scared Or maybe not scared, scared's not the right word Apprehensive about giving Aaron Judge as high as nine years And I think I said on the show that I would prefer nine over ten But I would also prefer eight over nine But hey, got in the middle between the eight and the ten The nine, $360 million As I always joke, it's not your money, it's not my money So, (laughs) you know And I don't really know about that stuff really, but the Yankees got their guy, and Giants fans, some of them, are acting like they don't care. But others are very, 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 very upset that they didn't get Judge, and there was someone else that they didn't get that they thought they were going to get, and they're just not happy right now. Because, you know, as I said yesterday, Carlos Bayerga was predicting Judge and Correa going to the Giants, and he's the one that came out with the news that Verlander was signing with the Mets. So when that came out, coupled with Heyman's arson judge tweet, it just made everyone think that Aaron Judge was on his way to the Giants, and it didn't happen, and Yankee fans can rejoice. We got our Christmas present early. I also joked about that on a show this week or last week where I spoke about how I didn't want this to be dragged out, and I As much as I loved the Mark Teixeira two days before Christmas, Christmas present, I didn't want Aaron Judge waiting. So I'm glad he got it over with. And I believe the story was he was coming back or he was going from Tampa and I think him and his wife were going to Hawaii and they decided to stop off in San Diego. And that's when everything happened. I'm just relieved that it's all done He's back with the Yankees. And we don't have to deal with what the Red Sox fandom is dealing with by losing Xander Bogarts. I know a few Red Sox fans who were expecting this because all the reports were leaning toward Bogarts leaving because the Red Sox didn't seem to be making any effort to keep him. But then there was a report in the 11th hour that the Red Sox were talking with Bogarts and then the news came out late last night, not late on the West coast, but late, late on the East coast. Um, when I woke up at 630 this morning, I saw the first tweet about Bogarts happened around 1215, 1230 AM last night on the East coast. And even though they were, even though they were expecting it and it, I guess maybe doing that thing that I sometimes do, because I'm a pessimist, where I expect the worst but hope for the best, I think that's what they were doing. And even though they were doing that, the news of Bogart's going to the, uh, the I said pirates, like the pirates would sign anyone for 11 million or uh, 11 years $280 million. The news of him going to the Padres just was a knife to the heart, even though they kind of knew it was happening. So we didn't have that happen. Thank goodness. But could you imagine, could you imagine what the reaction would have been like if Aaron Judge left the Yankees for the Giants? It would have been, actually, I shudder to think about it. And I mentioned this on the live show yesterday. Before I went to bed on Tuesday night, I had a feeling of calm come over me. And I thought to myself, there's no way he's leaving. Why would you leave the Yankees for anyone? And again, that's the obnoxious Yankee fan in me. Because <laughs> there are other people in the world who don't hold the Yankees in such high regard, <laughs> like we do, but when you hear, or when guys come to the team and they say, oh, you know, I always wanted to play for the Yankees, or, you know, the Yankees are that team that people always talk about wanting to play for, or they're like the pinnacle, and so why would he leave that? Of course, we thought he would leave it because Cashman annoyed him but that didn't happen thank goodness thank goodness so in a moment we're going to talk about the phone call that happened between Hal and Aaron Judge while Hal was in Italy but first BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And as I said the other day, the Giants were ahead of the Yankees for signing Judge. So if you bet on the Yankees signing judge, I hope you got a big payday. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I happened to be on Lost last night, obviously, because the Aaron Judge signing was probably the big story that came out of the sports world yesterday, so if you didn't get to see me on there or listen to me on there, go check it out. Peter Bukaski does a really good job with the show, and I've talked to him a bunch of times because when Judge was chasing his the home run record I'd have to be on. Um I went on after the Field of Dreams game, talking about that game last season and uh <laughs> the way the Yankees lost that game and uh we actually have a funny relationship peter and i because i usually yell at him if he emails me too early like oh if the yankees win this game i said don't email me before the game is over so you don't jinx them because he jinxed them that he jinxed them during the field of dreams game so yeah but listen to lost if you haven't done that yet so hal steinbrenner first of all what on earth was he doing in italy while all this was happening i know the owners don't really hang out at the winter meetings but I don't know. I find it funny that he was hanging out in Italy. Maybe he, maybe he just thought that judge would come back no matter what, but they had that phone call and Hal was basically like, what do you want? Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. And judge told him and the Yankees gave it to him. And not only was Hal in Italy, he apparently had an audience with the Pope. Did that help get Aaron Judge signed? Do I have to become (laughs) Catholic again? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Um, (sighs) That would be something, right? (laughs) So Yankee fandom was not the only group of people who were freaked out by that John Heyman tweet on Tuesday. The Yankees brass was freaked out by that tweet on Tuesday. And this is from Brian Hoke's Yankees Beat newsletter. This was republished on yankees.com, but I'm going to read these next two paragraphs because they're amazing, in case you didn't read it, okay? The private jet carrying Aaron Judge toward the West Coast was ripping through airspace at approximately 500 miles per hour on Tuesday afternoon, somewhere west of San Antonio, Texas, and the Yankees' world had just been rocked by a tweet. Someone in the club suite at the Manchester Grand Hyatt alerted General Manager Brian Cashman, relaying what seemed to be breaking news. Judge appeared to be headed to the Giants. Cashman first asked if it was from a verified account. The reporter had misspelled Judge's first name as Arson possibly an auto-correction, but it otherwise appeared to be legitimate. Cashman pondered calling managing general partner Hal Steinbrenner, but he instead dialed judge's agent Paige O'Dell, who said no agreement had been reached. The mood in the war room dipped from code red panic to general anxiety. The Yankees were still alive, but spirits were glum, and Cashman sensed that time was running short, especially when word of San Francisco's nine-year offer came in. So it's good to know that the Yankees weren't the only ones freaked out by John Heyman's arson judge tweet. I'll say it again. Go to Roto Wear, Get the arson judge t-shirt because it is very funny. They'll probably, it might even be sold out by now, but it's, it's, as I said yesterday, we can laugh about this now. At the time, it was frightening, and I'm so happy to know That I was not the only one having an anxiety attack about the arson judge tweet. That the Yankees' front office was just as worried as we all were. That makes me feel better about the reaction I had. Uh, Speaking of that. That. If you're not watching on YouTube, I have a planetoid between my nose and my mouth. I'm calling it a delayed playoff sit. I used to get them. I legitimately used to get them in the early 2000s. My coworkers used to make fun of me at the beginning of October. Every beginning of October, they'd say, uh-oh, it's playoff time because my face would break out. So that's what I'm calling that. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to blame Aaron Judge for the giant honking zit on my face. Thank you, Aaron. But I still forgive you for that because you're here. You're with the Yankees. You're going to be here for the next nine years. You're going to play until you're 40. And yeah, Hal got involved after the nine-year, I almost lost the number, after the nine-year offer from the Giants. But Steinbrenner basically asked him, point blank, do you want to be a Yankee? Judge said that he did. And he said that even after he rejected the deal, before the season, He always said that, but he wanted that ninth year. And Steinbrenner had a face-to-face meeting one-on-one with Judge a few weeks ago. And he said that the Steinbrenner family wanted him to spend his entire career in pinstripes. And that also popped into my head late Tuesday... When I was thinking about the reasons why Aaron Judge wouldn't leave the Yankees, I remembered that face-to-face meeting that Hal had with him. And again, I thought to myself, why would he want to leave that? So thank you, Hal Steinbrenner, for agreeing to that ninth year. As I said at the beginning of the show, I know a lot of people are not happy about it being nine years. But again, it's not our money. It's not our money. So it's fine. As long as he's... You know, he doesn't have to hit 62 home runs every year, but as long as he stays healthy and he's been staying healthy, he's been taking care of himself better and doing different exercises to help him stay healthy, the first six years of that deal should be great. And we have nothing to worry about in that regard. So Hal stepped up and I really, really, I really think it's because he did not want to be booed again. I really think that had an effect on him.
1: Actually, I know it had an
0: effect on him. Because how would you feel if you were walking out to give Derek Jeter one of those giant blown-up checks and the entire stadium is booing you? Your team's in first place, they're leading the division, and they're booing you. Yeah, that definitely affected Hal and that was in the back of his mind and he was like, yeah, no, we're going to do everything we need to do to keep you here and you know, the more that comes out about stuff the more that you realize yeah, the judge wasn't really leaving those tweets really made it seem like he was but we should have known better but can we not do that again um, John Heyman, please let's, let's never do that again And I forgot how scary free agency is when it's one of your own (laughs) as the free agent. You know, remember how close it was when Bernie Williams almost went to the Red Sox? Some of you don't because you were young when that happened, but that was pretty scary. That was, that really could have happened and that could have changed a lot of the trajectory that the Yankees went on, because that was at the end of 98, I believe. And yeah, that was scary. It was very possible that Bernie Williams could go to the Red Sox. That's crazy to think about. It's also crazy to think about that this coming season is going to be, it's going to be 25 years since 98 do you know how much content I can do? Oh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Okay, now that I just thought about that. So in a moment, we're going to talk about how the winter meetings went for the Yankees. Obviously, Positive leaks they kept Aaron Judge. And talk about what they need to do to complete the roster for 2023. But first... So the winter meetings were good for the Yankees. Uh, You know... They retain Cashman, which a lot of people were thinking would be the biggest signing because, again, a lot of people were thinking Judge was going to leave for some reason. And they got Tommy Kainley back, so that's another bullpen arm. That's good. And then they got their man, Judge. So what are the biggest remaining needs for the Yankees? Well, I spoke about this yesterday. Left field. You got Harrison Bader in center. Aaron Judge in right. You also have Hicks. But I think if the Yankees can find a way to get rid of Hicks, they will. They'll try. I think they're going to try everything they possibly can. He might need a change of scenery. It's possible that he might need a change of scenery. Because what a rough 2022 for him. Cashman apparently has been talking to Andrew Benintendi,
1: and I said this,
0: I wouldn't mind Andrew Benintendi. He slashed 304, 373, 399. He played in 126 games for the Yankees and the Royals, mostly for the Royals, and then he had that weird injury happen. The Red Sox signed Masataka Yoshida, so he's out of the running. He's a... Japanese outfielder. He was posted, and then they got him. Brian Reynolds told the Pirates that he wants to be traded. Oswaldo Cabrera could play left. I said that the other day. Michael Conforto is around. (sighs) I think Brandon Nimmo is probably going somewhere else, because he would probably want more money, and the Yankees have all that money going to judge. They still have money to work with, but I think... They can't really sign anyone to a bigger deal. So, again, I wouldn't mind Oswaldo Cabrera. I wouldn't mind Andrew Benintendi. Either one of them are good options for left field. Now, the Yankees also need a starter. There's a lot of chatter about Carlos Rodon. Jack Curry was tweeting about it a lot. And I feel like Jack Curry knows a lot of stuff that's going on. And it seems like it could be a really good fit. He was 14-8 and with a 2.88 ERA in 31 starts for the Giants. He's also a lefty. You gotta love a lefty. Plus, Jameson Tyone went to the Cubs, got his big payday, four years, $68 million, good for you. But, I mean, Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Luis Severino, Frankie Montas, and Carlos Rodon, hello? That would be... That would be a really good rotation if Montas could figure his stuff out. And then you also have Domingo Herman and Clark Schmidt who could, if they need to do a six-man rotation or step in if someone gets injured. Hopefully that won't happen.
1: Chris Bassett is a free agent, Nathan Ivaldi,
0: but I've been there, done that with Nathan Eovaldi, and mm, no. So for the bullpen... Tommy Canely, as I said, back with the Yankees. So you have Canely, Luizaga, Wandy Peralta, Lou Trevino, and Ron Maranaccio. And, and then Clay Holmes, obviously, who will be the closer. Cashman said he's comfortable entering 2023 with Clay Holmes as the closer. Of course, they, they can, can always get more bullpen arms. You had guys that had season-ending injuries, Not sure when Michael King will be coming back. He was a big loss. He was a very big loss, actually. (laughs) That was really... (laughs) He was unbelievable in 2022 before his arm snapped. And he would be a big boost if he could come back at some point in 2023. And then the Yankees, in the Rule 5 draft, they lost two pitchers. Wilking Rodriguez, he's a right-hander, he went to the Cardinals. Zach Green went to the Mets. That's the Major League part of the Rule 5 draft. In the A part of it, they lost seven players. Six pitchers, one infielder-outfielder. But they also gained a left-hander named Pablo Mujica, He's 21, and he pitched in the Arizona Complex League, and he went 5-2 and two with a 3.13 ERA in 11 games, one start. 31 and two-third innings, he permitted 21 hits with 16 walks and 44 strikeouts. So apparently on Wednesday morning, Cashman was rambling a bit for the reporters, but he had been up all night working on the judge thing. And he said, I'm optimistic that we're in a good place, Cashman said, because of the owner and his family, to continue to try to put this team in the best position possible as we enter next year and beyond. Let's hope so, sir. But yeah, left field, bullpen, starter. That's really the need, right? If there's a way to trade Hicks, the Yankees are going to explore every avenue, Don't expect them to trade—well, they might even try to trade Josh Donaldson, but who's—I
1: don't know if anyone's going to
0: want to pick up 38-year-old Josh Donaldson, or about to turn 38-year-old Josh Donaldson, who had one of his worst offensive performances ever. As I said on a show earlier this week,
1: his defense,
0: really good, but the offense— No, so So he he might might be hard hard to move. Hicks also, I don't know if they're going to be able to trade him. If Brian Cashman can trade Aaron Hicks at some point, I won't say anything bad about him for at least a year. I'll say it right now. Hold me accountable to this, okay? (laughs) If Brian Cashman is able to move Aaron Hicks... I will not say anything bad about him for a full year, a full 365 days. Okay? Yeah. So Aaron Judge, again, he's back. Nine years, $360 million. Hal Steinbrenner in Italy gets the deal done by saying, yes, we'll give you that ninth year. You got it, buddy. You got it. Yankees brass were also as scared as we were when John Heyman sent out that erroneous tweet, which was erroneous for two reasons. One, he spelled Aaron Judge's name wrong. And two, he wasn't going to the Giants. So it's good to know that the Yankees front office is just as human as we are and feels emotions just like we do. And the Yankees needs bullpen, left fielder, and a starter. That shouldn't be too rough, right? Brian Cashman can do it. So that's it for this episode of Lockdown Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button and comment on YouTube as well. And click the bell so you know when our videos go live. And thank you for making Lockdown Yankees your first listen today. For your second listen, check out On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans, we would really appreciate it. So, enjoy your Thursday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you.